Positioning yourself for success in business starts by understanding what your value proposition is and what niche market you're attempting to enter. Once you understand that, you can maximize your productivity, your profits, and your potential. Mike Luzzi has two decades of entrepreneurial and business experience, not to mention the more than 20 years he's been in law as a lawyer. He now spends his days digging deep and helping his clients clearly define their value proposition and gain clarity, focus, and direction both in their careers and their life. He joined me this week to have a discussion about business diversification, value proposition, and gaining clarity. I'm Kevin McShann, led to this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. No, Michael, I know that you spend your day job helping people sort of maximize their uh, uh, proposition and purpose. So I'm, I'm wondering if you can tell me all about helping people uh, maximize their value proposition, buddy. Well, uh, thanks for asking that question because it's one that's really part of the process that I help uh, folks with. And I seem to gravitate towards people who um, have very similar backgrounds to me. So my background is uh, as an entrepreneur and a, and a lawyer and a business person over the past 20, over 22 years or so since I got out of law school has been one that's been filled with a tremendous amount of experiences that uh, I, I like to help other folks, particularly, I seem to gravitate towards a lot of other service professionals, other right and entrepreneurs who are really looking to hone in their ability to reposition their, um, their mindset associated with selling. Uh, how to how to be able to really embrace the whole idea of uh, of marketing and then and then really having enough building the confidence in themselves so that they can move forward with their business in a way where they feel really clear what, what their overall value proposition is. Um, because let's face it, we live in a very crowded world with we're inundated with information 24-7. So how is it that you know, a person can develop something that can resonate through, right? To be heard. It's very challenging to do that. And it could be even mo more challenging to the pers person who's trying to communicate it. So if they don't have real clarity 
in what it is that they're offering to the world, then obviously they're going to have difficulties with uh, conveying that to people. And then also being able to have the, the belief um, and the resilience that it takes to be uh, a self-employed person or an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, Michael, I'm also curious to know your thoughts on what do you think are the fundamental keys to establishing a competitive edge in business? Well, I think that the, the most important thing, it really does associate with Clear, clearly defining who your niche is, and then establishing a brand message that resonates with your core audience, okay, in an authentic way. So if a person can do that and identify that first, and then is consistent in their ability to, to, to do that uh, and, 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 and be able to do it in a way that is on a frequency level where they actually can then start getting some resonance with that core audience and connecting with people. And what happens is what I found is, is that most people who enter into the world as self, you know, self, uh, uh, self-employed people or entrepreneurs, um, it takes, it, it, it really does take some time and some dedicated effort to understand how and to what extent their marketing is having an impact on their audience. And it can, you know, because we're all usually very excited about what we're off doing, right? And we want to share it with everyone. And when we share it, and then it gets, you know, and we think we're doing a good job. But the point is, is oftentimes we're just not connecting with not even nearly as many people as we want to. So, you know, what winds up happening is with a lot of folks is they wind up seeking uh, say like lead generation people or all these external people and they start spending a bunch of money with the hope that they're going to resonate with people or, or someone's going to provide them that magic formula. There is no magic formula other than you working to, again, develop that very clear branded message and then continuously developing your skills as an entrepreneur with the fundamentals of business and marketing and establishing that mindset that will um, allow you to, again, stay in the game and develop the resilience that it takes. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. And Michael, reading up on your story, my friend, I know that you've had a plenty of different professional experiences from being a charter, as you mentioned earlier. You've also worked in uh, corporate sales, and you've also owned businesses and dabbled in real estate. So I'm curious, my friend, what do you think is the key to remaining nimble in business and always being able to uh, take advantage of opportunities that present themselves? Well, that's a great question. And one of the core things that I have learned through all these years and all this wealth of experiences is that when I work with clients and I co- and I have the co- clients who I coach with and I mentor, um, I teach them that it's it's extremely important to get a refined focus, okay? Because particularly now, because things have changed so much over the course of recent history. You know, we're in the information age now, right? So if you look back over the course of 
you know, history, obviously, we never were in a situation where uh, information is received at such a quick velocity level. And, um, and, and really now more than ever, people have to really get refined in what it is that they're offering and then just consistently sticking with it and refining that task. I often talk to people about if you're going to, if you're going to go into business where you want to be successful in that business, um, you have to have the belief and the, uh, uh, in yourself. And what that is, is that you're going to have to commit to that five, seven, 10 years put to, to really make, you know, to really establish yourself. And that's in the, and a lot of us don't understand how much that really means. So I often help people to get them beyond just the idea for them to get a clear understanding of what it really means to run their business and all the fundamentals of, of business. And that's where my background has really come in quite a bit because through my trials and tribulations and, and, and uh, uh, successes, but also failures, obviously, um, I can help people avoid some really costly decisions. Yeah, absolutely. You also tell me that when you work at your a father's construction company, it also helps you to sort of fortify your vision for your professional future. So tell me, how did that experience impact your life, Bonnie? Uh, well, I mean, as far as construction, construction to me was uh, very second nature. I grew up in a, biz a family and in a household where um, uh, my father was a builder. Okay. So by the time I was 15, I was on construction sites. And by the time I was 18, he had me running those sites. And, uh, you know, I became very proficient in, 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 in construction. So I was, and that was one where I was very grateful to learn that skill and that trade because it's come in very, very handy uh, as a as a as a small business person, and that's for sure. Because you know, when you're working with your hands and you're or you're developing those skill skills, um, you know, it develops a level of confidence um, that is, is is fun and, and very rewarding because um, you're building something right, which is really rewarding and, and good. Now, that being the case. When I uh, got older and I went to law school and I got out of law school and I started working in the legal world as an attorney, um, I, quite frankly, was not really fully aware of how to really maximize that potential as best as I possibly could. And, um, and that's where what happened is, is when challenges started happening and I wasn't able to adapt to meet those challenges the right way. I became overwhelmed. And when I became overwhelmed, it put me in a situation where I put a lot of undue stress and put myself in a, a situation of constant like fight or flight and an anxiety state, which wasn't good, which ultimately caused me to leave that industry. Okay. And then go back to what the what was familiar to me. Right. And what was familiar to me was real estate. Uh, and, and construction. Now, that was a great experience. And um, I, like I said, I learned a lot and had some very interesting uh, 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 experiences there and, and some good successes. And, and we ran a, a really good business up and until 2008. 2008, as you know, was a very challenging year, 2007, 2008, because it was obviously that time where we hit a really difficult market slump 
as a result of the, the real estate market and the, and the uh, financial markets kind of converging in a, in a very negative way uh, that helped tied to a lot of the investment vehicles that were tied into bad mortgages, what have you, what have you. But what was good in that situation was through uh, that real, that very challenging time, that was the first time for me that I was able to start understanding that I needed to start working on myself and my mindset and understanding that I needed to, to develop uh, and I deserve to develop a, 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 a space that I operated each day where I was in, in an empowered space, where I began to understand the process of quieting the inner chatter, right? Quieting um, the, the levels of anxiety and the self negative self-talk that is such, such a problem for so many people, okay? So that was one where because of, you know, I would ultimately say, look, the, the, the real estate experience was great. Um, you know, I was a big Robert Kiyosaki fan. If you know who Robert Kiyosaki is, but you know, his big book was uh, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Have you ever heard of that book, Kevin? I have, yeah, absolutely. Yep, so that was my first introduction. So when I was very much in my, you know, in that space of trying to develop, I listened to that book and I understood at that point of time, you know, he it, it talked about, you know, you develop wealth creation through real estate, pass, right, passive income opportunities, right, intellectual property, or investing in financial markets. So I knew that, so that, so at the time I had figured, okay, I was, I was doing okay in the real estate world and looking to build an investment portfolio. But again, 2008 kind of knocked me on my butt. And that really was a boiled down to, because I really allowed my ego to step in and I was doing real estate development projects as opposed to sticking to what my core initial thought was, was to build a consistent, you know, conservative portfolio of mixed use properties. I didn't achieve that goal. I kind of followed the money with the housing market. And before you know it, we were doing developments and then kind of, kind of got caught with, uh, with uh, too much housing inventory and, and not enough buyers and a, and a collapsed financial market. So, um, so then, uh, you know, moving on, like I said, through that process, I started to um, really understand what it took to start doing personal development. And, uh, and, and, I, and that started to change my life in, in a good direction. I um, went back to doing legal work. My wife was working as a pharmaceutical rep at, this, at that time. And, you know, we had, we had kind of rebuilt our life in a way where we were, we were doing well. And from all external uh, indicators, that was the, we, we were checking off all the boxes, lived in a nice house and had the nice cars and everything else like that. But ultimately we were both extremely overwhelmed with our careers. And that's where at that time, I, I, uh, I kind of reflected back to say, okay, now what can I do next to, to, uh, to level up in my life because I wanted to create, I wanted to create a, a situation where I can get my time back. And that's where most people, most folks who start their own businesses, who are entrepreneurs, they want time freedom, right? But they really don't know how to do it. And oftentimes they'll wind up buying themselves a job in areas that we don't know uh, really well. We hire an expert. So I hired a business coach. And through that business coach, um, I was introduced to the idea of creating residual income. 
and um, and 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 he pointed us to a network marketing company, wherein my wife and I worked very very hard to develop a success successful network marketing business, in a company called Isagenix, which was a beautiful gift. And it was at that time I really began the process of coaching and mentoring people, first in the business, and then um, outside of business I would get referrals from people who were uh, who I would knew who were former legal clients or people who I would meet uh, at events who I found that I think I could have I could provide them with value as a business coach. So I started coaching them on a referral basis. And that was the kind of the, 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 the birth of me uh, working as a coach and a mentor. And, um, and I've been very grateful that at this point, you know, I've been dedicating, uh, uh, you know, most of my efforts now to developing that business and helping service-based professionals and entrepreneurs, uh, again, with that clarity of pro- value proposition, helping them optimize new income opportunities and really, and really like understanding the importance of, of changing their mindset associated with sales and marketing, developing a better money mindset, right? And then, um, and then also really understanding the importance of letting go of having to control everything and delegate uh, tasks so that they can actually have the growth that they, they require based upon a framework that's founded in all of the fundamental business principles. Yeah, absolutely. And Michael, I'm curious with all of your experience and expertise in working with people, what is the, is the key to us that establishing uh, financial prosperity while also living a balanced a personal life? I'm curious. Well, the, the balance situation comes with, I believe, when people become alignment with what their, um, with their, with their, with a balance with what they feel in their heart that they're doing something that is in alignment with their, their purpose. I, I, I talk to people about working, moving forward with purposeful intention. Okay, and and I always tell folks, you know, you can do a really simple test when you're when you when you're talking about what you do right and you're and you're standing up and and look at your posture are you are you standing straight are you grounded and connected with the earth right do you feel empowered when you tell people what it is that you do and if the answer to that is yes then you a person is in the right space to where they can prosper Okay, that doesn't mean that they don't have to work on themselves and do the work and and constantly improve their skills as a business person. But that alignment, right, that purposeful alignment and moving forward with that, you know, that that intention that is in alignment with what your core value proposition is, that is extremely powerful. And through that alignment really becomes a sense of balance where you are in a flow state much more than you are when you're trying to force something. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. Can natural and authentic curiosity serve as a competitive advantage in business? Oh, okay. Cousin. Okay, so well, what's absolutely. great is obviously if you are in alignment with respect to what it is a person is offering to you know, the public in their market, 
then obviously there's going to be a natural inclination to want to be able to be the best version of themselves so they can maximize their impact on others. So we have to recognize as much as we know, we know certain things. We also have to understand that there's far much more to learn than we will ever know. Right. So based on that, it's that it's, it's, it's that quest for wanting to do our jobs better that becomes where there's just a natural byproduct where there's that curiosity to improve and to connect with other people, right? And to collaborate with other people who are in alignment with what we can offer. And then through that process, we level up our skills, right? Because we all start at a certain baseline. And then we can serve a certain client base. But as we continue to improve our skills through that curious, you know, that curiosity, like we just talked about, it then levels up our skill set further. It uncovers new opportunities. It uncovers new layers of folks who we can provide value to and service. So I think that that's it. It goes, they go hand in hand. And that curiosity uh, comes dim once or when a person is not in alignment with something that they feel is truly in alignment with their, with their purpose. Creating an inclusive environment for individuals with disabilities to thrive in business does not have to be an onerous undertaking if you're committed to the process. Kuzi provided his thoughts and perspective well that's a very interesting question and that has to do a lot with the idea of people uh really being open to understanding uh that folks have value at all levels and um and it has to also be a question of uh, just really recognizing that you know, here's my thoughts on that. Uh, the th my thoughts are is we as a culture have to recognize there's different types of personalities, right? And there's different people who are going to be open to want to collaborate. There's other people who are much more, uh, you know, kind of self-centered and self-directed, um, right? And, and, and there's, so there, there's, 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 there's degrees of empathy, those degrees of acceptance, those degrees where people want to share an experience and collaborate versus those who don't. And I think if we do a better job, I actually work with clients quite a bit to kind of help them understand. Are you familiar with the DISC assessments? Did you ever uh, hear of a DISC assessment? No, I haven't. Sorry. Okay, so if you think of a, a, a DISC assessment, there's, that's a personality profile uh, benchmark, okay? okay. So, you, so if you look at people under the DISC assessment in situation, there's different varieties of people who have um, different baseline criteria on how they function as, as people. Okay. So if you think of it, like the easiest analogy is um, if you think of certain people who have more like a real forceful or a real direct approach, you know, they're, they, they have a certain set of skills and a certain mindset and how they operate, which is different than someone who is more interpersonal or people who are looking to collaborate. Right. And then you have people who are highly analytical 
folks, and then you have people who are just looking to uh, uh, eliminate any type of conflict, right? So the point is, and I think that if a person, if we're looking to get more, say, quote unquote, exclusivity, inclusivity, I should say, is I think it really first starts with us understanding how people operate, right? And, and, then, and then being able to get in an alignment with the type of people who would be most receptive. And for those people who are most receptive, that's where you lean into. And for those who aren't, you let them go. Because we're never going to get unified. You're never, we're never going to get, uni, you know, complete unity across the board. It just doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't align itself with human nature and the dynamics of, of, of humans. There's, you know, because it's very hard to get everybody to, you know, be totally in alignment on, on all things. Um, you can paint a very broad brush, you know, a stroke where obviously there's like real obvious situations where maybe you're going to get an overwhelming majority of folks who agree or buy in. But as you start to narrow, as you start to drill down, as a person starts to drill down and you start to get into situations too, particularly where it's those decisions are going to start impacting people's life and what is valuable to them, then I think it's extremely important then to, um, readjust so that we get in an alignment with the group of people who have shared value proposition and a share valued systems and then work with them. Right. And, and, and I think that would then also empower the people, everyone, because there's alignment, right. I, I, that, I, that's what I think it would be a good way for, for people to, to move forward so we can work in a more empowered situation as opposed to forcing situations on others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does make sense. But I want to tell me, uh, I know uh, that you live down there in Florida, but so I'm curious, what's the best part about living uh, in the Sunshine State? And when you look at your personal and professional legacy, how do you want that to be defined, Martin? Well, I mean, what's so what's nice about being in and uh, in, in where I live now is I always, you know, we always talk about well, people talk about quite a bit about vision boards and how to manifest, you know, your reality. So for the longest time, my job and my goal, which I work towards and my wife and I were in alignment with this was we wanted to we wanted to get out of the cold. We were not big people who dealt with cold very well. So that was number one. <clears throat> number two, I always had a a vision of kind of living in a downtown area. I, I call it city light where you can walk outside, walk to a coffee shop. I can walk my dog, sit down at a coffee shop, but be in palm trees and be close to the water. So Sarasota uh, fit the, check the boxes off the downtown Sarasota, check the boxes off on all those levels. So that brings me a lot of levels of satisfaction on a personal level. And I absolutely love being able to wake up in the morning, walk outside, and it be warm. And then I love taking walks at night and it being warm. That just suits my personal makeup. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's a great, another great question. Obviously the legacy, my, as far as my legacy and what I strive for and, and what keeps me inspired to move forward is, is doing things that are in alignment with who I am and making an impact on people in a meaningful way. And then obviously building a financial legacy for my family um, because 
let's you know if we're if we're fortunate enough to be to live a long prosperous life that requires money and you know and 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 I and I don't mean that in a negative sense I mean that in a positive sense so if I can create an opportunity for me to be in alignment with providing value to people that compensates me as as a result and I can continue to build uh, my strength and my foundation on a financial basis that I can serve the people in my family and then and, and while making a meaningful impact on others, then I think that then I've done pretty good at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And Michael, follow and tell me if people want to get connected with you, what's the best way they can do that? Well, the best way to connect with me is right through via email, which is Mike at Mike Caluzzi.com, M-I-K-E at M-I-K-E-C-O-L. U-Z-Z-I dot uh, com. Really simple. Um, if people would like to uh, uh, get a better understanding on what I offer, um, I, I, I think right now at this moment, the best place to do that is just seek me out on LinkedIn because LinkedIn has most of my updated, is, is really optimized for people to see what my value proposition is for them. And it has uh, up-to-date content. I have a website. It's being revamped right now. So I tell folks, um, you know, it's it's really not the best representation at the moment of what I'm doing, because as an entrepreneur and as a business person, we, you know, I'm like everyone else. I have to evolve as I develop skills and I see where uh, I could be best served. So I'm revamping the website right now. It's going to take some time. So the easiest way, like I said, is send me an email at mike at mikecaluzzi.com. Uh, or reach out to me on LinkedIn. And the easiest way is just say that, hey, I heard you on Kevin's podcast. You know, I, I it resonated with me. I'd love to connect. And what I offer for folks is a um, is a free uh, coaching session. It's a 20 minute coaching session where we start to identify specifically what three things that they would want to achieve over the next 12 months in their business, right? And how they're going about doing that. And what are their three obstacles that are holding them back most? And then how we can work together to uh, to achieve those goals and get beyond the obstacles. Fantastic. Well, Mike, I really enjoyed having a conversation with you about value proposition and your work in business, Bonnie. Your work in the space in talent on behalf of most appreciated. And I want to thank you for being here today. Well, I want to thank you for having me, Kevin. And I'm looking forward to... Uh, uh, having the podcast uh, published and I'll be absolutely proud to promote it.